James Ennis is known internationally as one of the foremost violin soloists. He's won Grammy Awards and has released over 60 acclaimed albums. This short bonus episode in my inspiring excerpts series is drawn from the full conversation, which is linked in the description. First, you'll hear James talk about both the joy and challenges of coordinating schedules with the Ennis String Quartet. Any pockets of time where our calendars line up and getting together and cramming like crazy. (laughs) Um, And everything about it has been difficult to to the point of being you know unrealistic and nearly impossible and that i think has kept our motivations for doing it extremely um pure <laughs> because you know none of us are doing it for any other reason than we just really really want to because you know it, it's it has always involved like just these ridiculous things it's like well you know, let's see if I took an overnight flight from Los Angeles to New York and then we rehearsed all day and then I played a concerto with the Philharmonic at night and we could rehearse during the second half and then we could fly to South Carolina and perform it the next day and it's like that's a terrible idea but we would do things like that mm-hmm. just because um, you know it was fun. <laughs> In this next segment you'll hear James talk about his teacher Francis Chaplin and what it was like growing up in Brandon, Manitoba. It was a really incredible uh, assortment of just amazing musicians that had been brought in. You know, it, it was the, the whole idea of the Brandon University School of Music was was really quite quite remarkable. That starting from the the 1960s, um, this amazing man named Lorne Watson he started bringing in world class musicians. I mean, people from all over um, to create a, a school of music that, that was sort of the Canadian equivalent. I, I think of it as kind of the Canadian equivalent to like what Indiana University did in the States, um, where it's like, sure, you know, you can go to to Montreal or, or Toronto or, or, you know, any any number of, of cities and kind of immerse yourself in, in that city environment. And, you know, that's what I did. I, I went to New York and say, like, I understand the value of that. But I think there is also a real value for the right type of student to go to a smaller place where there's an enormous amount of individual attention, um, very few distractions, you know, and you, you can kind of immerse yourself in that musical life. And uh, so the violin teacher at Brandon University was this, this legendary man named Francis Chaplin, um, who uh, was fortunately my, my dad's best friend too. <laughs> so um, my dad would never have, had the nerve, I think, to ask him, uh, you know, oh, were you, we you listened to my little boy play, but, but anyway, so with, with Francis Chaplin and, you know, there were some of the other members of the music faculty that were like my, my musical family and my, well, my real family too. I mean, uh, uh, my pianist and piano teacher and, and kind of coach and overall guru man named Donald Henry and Lawrence Jones and, and these people, um, they took me under their wings and and uh yeah it was it was an extraordinary environment in which to to grow up and and you know there there were other kids the from my town that um you know went on to extraordinary things as well like i mean it it was not just like oh i kind of you know people they, they they're like oh you're from brandon well that's so unlikely what are the chances of a violinist coming out of brandon it's like well i mean one of my two of my best friends there ended up, you know, one plays in, in the, the orchestra in Stuttgart, the other is one of the concertmasters of the Metropolitan Opera, you know, it's like, the, this was not, 
an isolated thing. I mean, this his mm-hmm. teacher was was a magician, and the whole society was so nurturing, fostering of, of uh, what we did there. James studied for many years with the legendary Sally Thomas, both at Meadowmount in the summers and at Juilliard. But I think, in in retrospect, two of the the, the most remarkable qualities of both of, of these teachers are that they um, they don't do sort of a paint by number approach. Um, they actually gave me an enormous amount of individual freedom, um, and they gave that to all their students. You know, I, I remember being at one of Sally Thomas's studio classes where just by chance it was like three kids that night were all playing chanson poem and it was so interesting to me that in contrast to basically what would have happened at almost any of the other studios at Juilliard where they would have all been just like cut from the same cloth like they the performances were all so different you know different bowings different fingerings they were tailored to each individual student and and they Miss Thomas gave her students you know, I, I think of, um, of her teaching being sort of like, um, you know, you release a horse on a track and it's a wide track. There are fences on either side, you know, where if things start going a little off, you know, they, they will go down that path, but they can find their own route. And uh, I think that was a very valuable thing for, for me and really for all of our students. Finally, James gives some great advice. Really, I think a lot of, of of when, when a person is playing, that one of the most important tools you can learn is, is objectivity, you know, mm-hmm. and really, really trying to listen to oneself as part of the ensemble or trying to, or even if you're playing on your own, how does it, how does it sound? Not how does it feel like it sounds? Not how does, how do you think it sounds? Not how do you want it to sound? Those are all very different things. And, and, and that's such a fascinating thing to work with students on, you know, because, it, you know, we've all had these experiences of working with, with these you know, great, talented young people where you see it, like you see it in their faces and you see it in their bodies, like what they're trying to do and what they're trying to say. And it's sometimes a very delicate conversation to be like, doesn't sound like that <laughs> you know yeah. you think it does because you feel it so strongly but what's coming out is not what you're putting into it and and that that learning the relationship between what you do and what comes out I think is is one of the that's one of those maybe the most important step right from going from student to professional my life is so enriched by getting to know these incredibly inspiring creative guests and their perspectives on their lives and music Please follow this podcast and sign up for my podcast newsletter to get sneak peeks for upcoming guests and find out about newly published transcripts.